Hello and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And today we have a bit of a public service announcement to go with a deep dive into data privacy and video games. And that all relates to one of my guilty pleasure video games, still installed on my PlayStation, Marvel's Avengers, much beleaguered on the internet, but hey, I'm a sucker for running around as Captain America and throwing my shields into the multitude of different robots that Crystal Dynamics has put out there for us. Now, the Avengers is supposedly a live services game. They try to have additions made every so often. Those additions haven't been coming as fast as really they should have, but certainly as they were originally announced to. And yet, today was a fairly big drop for the video game in a Cosmic Cube villain event that was going to introduce really only the third individual villain to the game as of more than a year since its original launch. It was a fairly big drop, and yet, like with so many things from this video game, it was not a smooth launch today and continues to be a fairly dangerous one, which is a bit unexpected. I was looking forward to this update, so I was checking out the Reddit for Play Avengers, and I saw this fairly unusual post go up about an hour ago. It said, seeing the date and numbers on the screen is very jarring. How did they manage to screw this up? And that's unusual, right? You're not used to seeing brand new text strings on your screen after downloading a DLC. And it was the very first post on this thread that really raised my attention. It said, your IP address can show up on screen with the rest of the data. Please, all content creators, be careful out there. This information being shared can be dangerous for a multitude of reasons. The devs on Twitter have already announced that they are aware of the bug and are investigating. They kind of did, but they also kind of didn't. I also saw this story repeated by Paul Tassi over at Forbes. If you are at all interested in live services games, I think Paul is probably the best follow on Twitter, whether you agree or disagree with him on any given story point. He is the one playing seemingly all live services games at all times. And he said, uh, I can confirm Avengers is showing people's IP addresses on screen as of this patch, I can see my own. And he provided a picture here with hopefully the relevant information blocked out. Here he's got Black Widow in one of the bases. And at the bottom of the screen, you can see certain aspects of his information and presumably the IP address here in this black box. Now, Marvel's Avengers team acknowledges the bug, but doesn't actually acknowledge what information is being shared says, we're aware of the issue where a floating string of text appears on the screen and are investigating, thanks for the reports. Now, if that strikes you as a little bit cavalier about personal identifiable information that could actually cause you harm going out there, you are not alone. In fact, it wasn't until the next tweet in this string where they even tell streamers to avoid the thing. Please refrain from st streaming for now if you're experiencing this issue. We will update this when the issue has been resolved. And why should streamers not stream? Well, of course, if you're giving out your intellectual property and your IP address, IP not being intellectual property in this particular case, but hey, once a lawyer, always a lawyer, you are going to have potential problems. Paul Tassi made an article for Forbes on this because that's what he does. And he said, hey, the obvious warning here is that if you're planning on streaming the new Avengers update, absolutely do not. Do not even turn the game on after this patch on stream, as I believe this shows up as soon as the main menu. Now that adds to the consideration. We're going to talk about the legalities here a little bit, but they are unusual 
Uh, and so one of the things that you should keep in mind is if you turn this thing on, you're not expecting to be doxxed. You're not expecting for your IP address to be out there going out live to the many, many people, which I'm sure are watching you play Marvel's The Avengers Com Cosmic Cube drop, that it could happen instantaneously. And once it's out there on the internet and somebody can take a pause screen, then you might have issues really from the moment that you turn this thing on without warning. Paul continues saying, honestly, this is one of the worst bugs I've ever heard of. People getting a hold of your IP address can cause all manner of havoc with your internet connection, with DDoS attacks, or potentially get their hands on other information. I don't know what the other string of numbers that appears alongside it due to this bug is, but I imagine that can't be good either. I'm not as sure. This looks to me like a dev build kind of notation that you might see when somebody's actually working on a game and it might have just been a checkbox that didn't get turned off, that doesn't make it any less potentially problematic. But I'm not positive that the other information isn't primarily internal. Now, the other thing that Paul adds, which is going to color the consideration that we're going to have about the legalities here, is that I am probably, Paul speaking now, going to be playing the update in the meantime because I am not streaming. But still, it is absolutely absurd that this was allowed to happen. So, Getting your own IP address sent back to you on screen while playing Avengers may not be ideal. I don't want that text string really at the bottom of the screen while I'm playing, but it's your own information broadcast back to you. It might be of limited damage, but we live in an ecosystem, especially when you're selling a live services game where you expect and hope for people to be streaming the content that you created. And if you have a bug like this and your Square Enix, Crystal Dynamics, and the team this is the kind of thing that gets the lawyers in the room a little bit concerned. Now, we, as we do here in Virtual Reality, we go over the terms and conditions, and we see the kind of standard disclaimers for somebody like Square Enix. Limitations of liability, disclaimers of reps and warranties. You use the services at your sole risk. We disclaim everything legally we are allowed to disclaim, including but not limited to your PlayStation and living room catching on fire or perhaps the dissemination of personally identifiable information. But as so many people mention when they come into the comments to these videos, it is worth noting that you can't disclaim everything. This is a blanket bit of language. And you see at the bottom, the blanket bit of language limits itself to what's legal. Some jurisdictions limit or do not allow the disclaimer of implied or other warranties, etc., etc. If you live in one of those jurisdictions, our limits are maximally applicable to the extent that we are allowed under the law. And it's very similar with respect to the direct limitations of liability language, where it says the Square Enix parties are not responsible or liable for any losses or damages of any kind related to your use of the services, games, products, content, user-generated content, or any other functions, features, elements, or information on, referenced at, or linked, or made accessible through the services. So we're now kind of thinking through what this could look like. And if we imagine the thought experiment, the hypothetical that could wind up with some legal action, it's that a streamer, probably a popular streamer, if we're going to really talk about damages here, is going to stream Avengers, downloads the DLC, goes on to Twitch or Facebook Gaming or wherever they're streaming and starts the program. And that IP address gets out there and then they are somehow damaged after the fact. And the lawyer on that side of the equation, the streamer's side of the equation, looks at these and says, yeah, this is fine for what are standard kind of problems that you can have with a video game, but you deliberately made a change to this program and failed to inform anyone when you were aware of the full breadth of the potential problems here. And this person went out there and 
your information was delivered to the public. Now, the counterpoint to that, if we're thinking about it from the Square Enix side, is to also say, yeah, okay, that information was there. We corrected it, hopefully, fairly quickly, hopefully today. It was a limited amount of time. Oh, and by the way, as even Forbes and Paul Tassi says here in his article, you can still play it as long as you're not streaming. You made the election to stream your screen out to the public. We didn't do that. You had to go through a different service to accomplish that fact. So yes, we shouldn't have done this. This was a mistake. It was a bug. But not only did we disclaim changes that we make to the software, but it took an active step on the streamer's part to actually lead to these damages. Now, you might also counter that if you're on the streamer side by looking at the privacy notice. Now, everybody has to have a privacy notice now, especially if they're collecting anything that could be remotely identifiable to the person. We see here Square Enix acknowledging that they collect things like IP addresses, which they describe as information relating to the browser or device you use to access the services. And then most laws in most jurisdictions, whether you're talking about the EU or California or anywhere in between, allow for most uses of data as long as you are open and honest about what you're collecting and what you are doing with it. So they say, okay, we collect all that stuff up there. Why? To provide you the services, to improve the services, to provide customer support, to provide you information that you requested, to process payments, to process the registration of your Square Enix account, to process your entry into contests. You want to win something, right? To deliver relevant advertisements or offers to you. And that's where always the rubber hits the road on these kinds of things for services that allow you to communicate with other users, to enforce our rules and policies, to investigate and respond to fraudulent or illegal activity, to monitor your participation in our forums for internal business purposes and for purposes disclosed at the time that you provide the information. And we may use information that does not identify you without obligation. So if you're reading this at home and you're not watching it on Virtual Legality and you'll look at this list, you say, okay, I think I understand what they can do with the information. They reserve a couple of extra rights here. They can give another reason why they're collecting this information at the time that you provide it. And most importantly, for umbrella uses by Square Enix, they can use your information as long as it is aggregated and anonymous and doesn't identify you for really any reason without obligation. But this implies the corollary, which is, okay, if it doesn't, if it's not anonymous, you don't actually reserve the right to display my IP address back to me to do any of the things that accidentally happened with respect to this DLC. And none of that changes as we scroll through all of this. We may share aggregated information that does not identify you with third parties, but it doesn't say anything about information that does identify you. Again, the argument would be the streamer is the one sharing it. Yes, we put it on screen, but the streamer shared it. The issue might well be that it happens so fast that the streamer doesn't have time to react to it. And that puts them in danger that Square Enix was informed about and failed to tell folks the breadth of for at least some period of time. My hope is that by the time this video is actually published, they will have acknowledged that the IP address is going out there. But at least for some period of time, unless you're following Virtual Legality or Paul Tassi or Forbes or in the subreddit for Play Avengers, you don't even know that this could potentially happen. You're just happy-go-lucky. You're going to stream this. You're going to have fun. And bam, your IP address is out there. To me, I look at this kind of thing and it reads to me more like a data breach. And you can have these policies in place. You can have your reps and warranties disclaimed. You can have limitations on liability. You can have a privacy notice, which tries to give you broad rights. And yet you still have obligations to notify folks when things go really horribly wrong. If we look at the Federal Trade Commission 
and they're summarizing kind of overall concepts of how to handle a data breach to be in overall compliance with what your obligations as a business running in America are without reference to specific laws because federal data laws don't really exist to the same extent that state data laws do here in the United States. You've got these generalized rules, but if you scroll down enough, you get a rule that is fairly standard to think about. When you've got a data breach, when information has gone out there into the world that is not anonymous, that could cause people damages, and it's gone out there because of malicious actors or something that you did, you left a door open that allowed this information to get out there, one of the things the Federal Trade Commission tells you you should do is that you should create a comprehensive plan that talks to all affected audiences, employees, customers, investors, business partners, and other stakeholders. Don't make misleading statements about the breach. And don't withhold key details that might help consumers protect themselves and their information. We're aware of the issue where a floating string of text appears on the screen and are investigating. Does that strike you, viewer or listener of virtual legality, as sufficient a description of what is happening here? Look, I like the Avengers video game. I like Crystal Dynamics. I like it more than maybe 90% of the people I hear talking about it on Twitter or social media or elsewise. I have enjoyed the DLCs they've put out for this game, even if I find them slight and not as strong as they otherwise could be. And yet I look at something like this, and this is a mistake. Human beings make mistakes. We can all understand and acknowledge that. This message, this string, is where my corporate lawyer sensibilities kick in and say, this is unacceptable. Once you know this is happening, mistakes can be made. You have to go and tell people that this is happening. You can't put it in a separate tweet. Hey, don't stream. Why not? Well, because there's some personal identifiable information on there that we're not going to put out into the world, presumably because someone running their community management or PR or maybe even legal says, we don't want your IP address is being disclosed by our program out there on Twitter. And yet that's the obligation that a company that makes a mistake of this type has to its consumers and to everybody that'll come after to tell the truth and say, wow, this is a big mistake that was made. Uh, we're going to pull the patch. We're going to take down the servers or at minimum, we're going to tell you what's happening right now so that you can make an informed decision. You are already three layers deep. If you're following the Twitter of Play Avengers, you need to get this information. And frankly, you're probably not getting this information through proper channels in any event. Chances are what you should do if you've got a hot fix in your marble is to put up a box. If you can't fix this IP string immediately, you put up a box before you even start that says, are you streaming this? Stop. Because the current version of this game is distributing information and you don't want that to go out there to your audience. But they haven't done that. They've put this message out there. And look, I want to see it fixed. I like this game. I want to see it succeed, even though that looks further and further from being a possibility. But at bare minimum, I want to tell people that this is happening because Paul Tassie is right. You don't want this information going out there to people. And this is a big bug that should be being handled better, even though human beings can make mistakes. This has been Virtual Legality for today. If you enjoy talking about the business and law of things like video games, please do support the channel. Check out Patreon, Streamlabs. We got a store selling things. Or just subscribe, ring the bell, leave a comment, do all the things that YouTube and everybody else likes. Share it around. Tell your friends. And we will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality.
Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, please consult your own legal counsel.